What is up, everyone? This is Alex Lieberman, co-founder and CEO of Morning Brew. Welcome back to Founders Journal, my personal audio diary, where I give you, the business builder, the tools you need to think better in order to build better, whether that's building a business, a team, or a new product. As I've gotten older, I have realized that one of the biggest competitive advantages in my career is an ability to think independently. Independent thinking means solving problems in new and novel ways. Independent thinking means looking at the world through a different lens than most. Independent thinking means questioning commonly held beliefs or assumptions for their merit rather than their acceptance. I truly believe independent thought is what pushes the world forward, yet few of us are able to do it effectively. Today's journal is about what it means to be an independent thinker and what you can do to start thinking for yourself rather than in accordance with others. Let's hop into it. I would venture to say that 95% of people, minimum, are group thinkers and 5% of people are independent thinkers. And when I think about, you know, is this a bad thing? My gut reaction is no. Because I would argue that most jobs in society don't require independent thought. And I do think it's an inevitability that most people will use consensus or the thoughts of others to form their own views. But I also believe that to be a great entrepreneur or a great builder, you do need to be able to think for yourself. And unfortunately, I don't think society or the education system are necessarily set up to nurture us into independent thought. Most of our life is spent studying the actions of others, understanding commonly held beliefs, and being tested and ranked according to our ability to answer preset problems based on those beliefs. And again, this isn't inherently bad, but if we want people to be independent thinkers, we need to give them the tools to be independent thinkers. Paul Graham, who's an incredibly famous investor, wrote a profound essay about what it means to be an independent thinker. And it's important to understand what are the criteria that make up independent thinking in order to find ways to work on the muscle of thinking differently. The first trait that he talks about is fastidiousness about truth. Big word, fancy way of basically saying that to be an independent thinker, is to be a perfectionist about finding the truth. If you're fastidious about truth, you are allergic to when people say the phrase, we do it this way because this is how things have always been done. You view that way of thinking as sloppy and you want to examine for yourself whether the way that things have always been done is actually the right way of doing things. The second trait of independent thinking is resistance to being told what to think. People may think this is a negative quality, like, you know, you're too good for people or you don't care what they have to say, but that's not at all what it is. It's more so that you take pride in finding answers for yourself. Sometimes that answer may be new, novel, or innovative, and sometimes you'll come to the same conclusion as those who told you what to think, but at least you've gotten to the conclusion of what to think under your own authority. And the third trait of independent thinking is curiosity. This is what allows you to think of novel ideas, ideas that seem crazy and tend to violate conventional wisdom. 
ideas that make people laugh when they hear them. Curiosity is the jet fuel for independent thinking. And according to Paul Graham, independent mindedness and curiosity are predictive of one another. He basically has said that everyone he knows who is independent minded is deeply curious and everyone who is conventional minded isn't deeply curious. So obviously all of this sounds great. And when you hear this, you're probably thinking to yourself, yeah, I want to be an independent thinker. I want to hunt for the truth. I want to think for myself and I want to be endlessly curious. But the question is, how do we build these muscles in order to flex our independent thinking, especially when a lot of independent thinking, honestly, I think comes down to nature. But I do think we all can develop this skill further. And I believe there are four practices any builder can do that will allow you to think for yourself more than you ever have in your life. And if I had to sum up these four practices simply, what I would tell you to do is act more like a child. I believe every child is an independent thinker. And I believe if we mimic the actions of children, we ourselves can unlearn the conventional thinking that has been thrust upon us through schooling, work, and other life experiences. So here are the four practices. The first is to ask why a ton. By asking the word why, you aim to understand rather than just accepting. It is such a high leverage word. By asking it, you open yourself to finding truth when so many others have just accepted the thing that you are questioning to be true. I literally do this practice with anything in life, from asking why we're doing something a certain way with our business, to literally this morning, asking myself why shorts still have drawstrings on them if most people don't actually tie their shorts. It's a ridiculous example, but to me, it builds momentum around constant questioning. Why is also a great way to understand if the person you're talking to is independent in thought. If they share a deeply held belief with you, each time you ask why forces them to peel back another layer of the onion and show how much merit there is to their belief. So let's just use an example. Let's say someone says to me, electric vehicles are the future of transportation. If I start by asking them why, why is that the case? Why is that true that electric vehicles are the future of transportation? I may get an answer like, you know, climate change is real and the importance of sustainability will only grow in acceptance. But let's say I ask why again. Maybe my why is, so if that's the case, why do you think climate change is real? If they answer because that's what everyone has said, now I understand at what point this person is part of consensus thinking. This isn't to say climate change isn't real, obviously. It's more to say through asking why, I can tell how deep a person has gone to find the truth for themselves. The second practice is to surround yourself with independent thinkers. Again, going back to the child analogy, every child spends their entire childhood hanging with other independent thinkers. That's just other children that haven't been exposed enough to the world to know what commonly held beliefs are. So how do you actively seek out independent thinking? Like Paul Graham said, curiosity and independent thinking are predictive of one another. So I'd go to the places where you can find the most curious people and embark on a journey of curiosity with them. For me, that's Twitter. For others, that's Reddit or Clubhouse. Historically, that's been universities. By finding where the curious hang out and being curious alongside them, 
I think you will both find independent thinkers and attract them with your own curiosity. The third practice is to be naive to conventional thinking. I fundamentally believe that one of the biggest reasons my co-founder and I succeeded with Morning Brew is because we had no idea what convention looked like in the media industry. We started a media business as lifelong business and finance enthusiasts with no exposure to journalism or digital media. And it was our unintentional unawareness of convention and commonly held beliefs in media that got us to start a business newsletter when everyone else thought it was crazy. And if we weren't naive to conventional thinking at the time, my guess is we probably wouldn't have started the company at all. Really smart people, people way smarter than us about media, would have said either one, business media is crowded and there doesn't need to be more content about it. Two, newsletters are dead and soon email is going to be replaced by a new medium. Or three, advertising businesses suck and brands won't pay to sponsor your newsletter. We didn't have these views because we didn't know these views existed, which is what allowed us to think differently and start our business. The fourth and final practice to be a more independent thinker is to expose yourself to many contexts. I believe there is always an opportunity to explore unfamiliar industries and contexts outside of your direct industry and take learnings from those places to apply in new and novel ways within your own work. This could be taking businesses that exist in other parts of the world, let's say Asia, and bringing them to the U.S., this could be seeing how things are done in a different industry, let's say gaming, and bringing it to your industry, hypothetically real estate. This could be observing strong businesses for older generations, let's say boomers, and using those learnings to apply to younger generations, let's say your business appeals to Gen Z or millennials. Different contexts give you inspiration and allow you to connect the dots in a way that other people haven't done so before. This has been a super interesting journal entry for me and honestly has my mind racing around independent thought. And I plan to revisit this myself whenever I feel like I'm losing a sense of thinking for myself. I hope you feel like you have new tools to put to work in being a more independently minded builder as you go on to build new cool things. As always, thanks for listening to the show. I would love to meet my listeners. So here's what we're gonna do. Shoot me an email introducing yourself to alex at morningbrew.com. Share your name, where you live, what industry you work in, and why you listen to this podcast. I'm going to pick one lucky listener to do founder FaceTime with me. 15-minute FaceTime, you and me. We talk about anything you want to discuss. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll catch you next episode. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard.